At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Twenty twenty two, welcome to the party. Happy New Year. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at South Point. Of course, Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Happy New Year, Michael. How are we feeling today? We feel great, Patrick. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2022. We'll get started. Uh, close out the year. Sad news with Dan Reeves passing away. I spent a lot of time on my podcast this week talking about the Hall of Fame and the injustice that Dan Reeves was feeling that he wasn't in as a player, as a coach, taking teams to Super Bowls, even though he didn't win. And then to hear the passing of him today at 77 years old, very tragic way to start the, seven, the, the 2020 seat year. Yeah, great player, great coach. You just mentioned it. Reeves was 77, died of complications from dementia, does not get to see himself inducted either as a player, as a coach. As you mentioned, I think you're going to be uh, approaching this and talking about this in your next book. No doubt. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on the chapter on coaches now. The, the, the inadequacies in terms of, you know, we, we think these, you know, these wins are easy, are easy to come by. Marty Schottenheimer has 200 career wins. You know, he's eighth all-time on the win list in NFL history. You know, and he's got an over 60% winning percentage, yet he can't get in the Hall of Fame. You know, because he doesn't have that marquee game attached to his name. Dan Reeves has been to the game, but he can't get in the Hall of Fame. If you count his playoffs, he's 10th overall on the all-time win list. He can't get in. Uh, yet, but he's been to the Super Bowl, and yet George Allen is in, and he went to the Super Bowl one time. He's three and five in playoff games. Now Allen's got a 71% winning percentage, but the reality of it is, is how is he in? They're going to put Dick Vermeil in at 52% winning percentage. Dick Vermeil, who they made, they made him hire Mike Martz. The organization said you're hiring Mike Martz, yeah. and that Super Bowl got him in. We're going to put Vermeil in because Vermeil's a wonderful man, and he is a delightful human being, and, and he as he's a Hall of Fame person, there's no doubt. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? I think there's some questions about that. So the inadequacies that we see all through the Hall of Fame are, are, going, to be, are going to be talked about in my book extensively, but the coaching specifically, and today the sad news of Dan Reeves. It's just, you know, it's funny, Patrick. We're, we're talking about it, and the next thing you know, you know, he's gone, and, and it's sad yeah. that he's not going to see himself, his family, because he was a great player. I mean, he played in the great ice player. bowl. Great player. He was in the ice bowl. So one of only seven coaches, as you just mentioned, 
with 200 wins. Atlanta, but prior to that, three Super Bowl appearances with Denver, always outmatched by San Francisco. They never had the talent yeah. to compare to San Francisco. I actually had about three months ago the opportunity to interview uh, Coach Reeves, Michael, and he, he was very stoic, very pragmatic about the Hall of Fame when I asked him directly. He said those around him, like you, those that are champion the fight for Reeves were more concerned about it. I think when you get to that point, you just kind of throw your hands up a little bit, right? Become resigned. Yeah, well, I mean, you know you're fighting a political system. Yeah. You're fighting a political yeah. movement. You're fighting a popularity contest. The Hall of Fame's about elections, not selections. You know, who can get elected? Who can carry the Southern primaries? Who Who's carried enough favor with the voting public, the writers? They don't know. They just see, they just look at stats. You know, they just look at stats and say, oh, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. And there's no criteria. There's no criteria, you know, so you have all these inadequate because there's no criteria that the, there's this constant barrage of 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 inadequacies that go on because there's no standard of excellence. You know, there's no, OK, you've got to coach in at least 100 games. You've got to win at least 100 games. You've got to go to a Super Bowl. If there was a criteria you had a match to get to it, I understand it. But there's none. It's subjective. And so it's political. Coach Reeves, Dan Reeves, 77, too soon, gone too soon. You know, in, in yep. the fields, I guess we would use that phrase because yesterday, uh, Betty White, 99, yeah, passes away as we come into 2022. So kind of sad news the, as we open up a new year. Uh, you know, this would be a day when, when news like this happened, I, I could, you know, it's one of the few times I would get Al Davis in a mellow mood. And, and, and when he heard about deaths of other people, he would often say to me, I have no more tears. I have no more tears. <laughs> and and uh, I, I have no more tears. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just sad. It's really sad. And we were just talking, Bill Berman and I and, and Millie and Anissa, we were just talking about Betty White the other day. She's about we to be 100. I know. We were just talking about her the other day. I know. I, 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 I have no more tears. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most beloved stars in the history of anything is Betty White and a great coach and player, as you mentioned. Did you have a connection to Dan Reeves at all? Did you have None, interactions? No. Not really, no, no, it didn't really. You know, I wasn't part of his world. You know, he he's kind of had his his cowboy, but I was part of that cowboy. We were in a, we were all in a combine together. The Cowboys, the the uh, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Bills, and Seattle before the before the combine became everybody. And so because of that, I knew a lot of the the Cowboy scouts and learned a lot from Gil Brandt. I learned a great deal from Gil Brandt and all those Cowboy Scouts, the Dick Mansburgers, the, 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 all the guys that went through that system that Bucko Gilroy and Gil and all those developed. And that eventually became the grading system that we used in Cleveland that New England uses still today. I'm going to throw up the Schefter tweet to put a bow on this. Nine Super Bowl appearances, whether a coach or a player, that's impressive to say the least. Yeah. That's the third most for an individual. He was... 77 years old. You know, I was telling the boys before we started, Dan Reeves, whether 40 or 70, always looked exactly the same. Very debonair. He did, didn't he? You know, it's yeah. just very, oh. He wore that coat. You know, I mean, one of the chapters of my, the chapter of my book about the coaches is coats and ties because it, the, 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 the coaches then wore coats and they often tied games. I mean, Hallis had, I think, 37 ties in his career. You know, the, there wasn't the analytical <laughs> movements up there in the booth telling George to go for two, you know. And it's like there was a tie was an acceptable thing. And coaches wore coats and ties on the sideline.
Under Tom Landry as well with the fedora. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a sad day, but we, we celebrate Coach Dan Reeves, 77th, gone too soon as we welcome yes. in 2022. So, Michael, what, what, first off, what, what, what are we looking at as far as did you write down your resolutions? What are we looking for in 2022? We're going to get the book out in 2022, but what else? Yeah, we're going to get – well, I, I think it's about giving back, Patrick. I think the, one, of the, one of the things that I look back on my career, and the, I've been so blessed and fortunate to work around so many incredibly talented people and learn from them, you know, going back to Bill Walsh, John McVay at, at the 49ers, and, and a litany of all of them. I mean, I could name them and so many people that I learned from. But I, I think it's about – you know, the Daily Coach has given me so much inspiration to give back, and I think – I think that's that's part of 2022 is to just constantly think about how can you give back to other people and it makes your life more fulfilling and I think that's really what 2022 should be all about I think that's I think you know there's a there's a great scene I wrote about this in uh for the Daily Coach I think it's going to be on Monday it's a great scene in the movie Key Largo where one of the characters Rocco the mobster Humphrey Bogart Humphrey Bogart, you know, he plays Frank, the the, the army court, the army guy going to visit the, uh, the 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 parents of a, of one of his soldiers in his his infantry, and and the Rocco who's hiding out in key, the key the Largo Hotel, he he kind of patronizes him and says, "What do you want? What do you want?" And 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 Edward G. Robinson says, "I want more, more, more." And, and I think that that more, more, more sometimes catches all up with all of us. Instead of wanting more, give more. There you go. I think that's very well put as we get going here. 2022, we welcome you to the party. We welcome you to the Lombardi line. Hopefully we can give back a little bit today. You do have yeah, five can. New Year's Day bowl games. And I want to apologize, man, that I miss it on Michigan. Jeez, oh, man, did I miss it on you Michigan. You weren't the only I was one. So, I was so disappointed on that one. I felt like I handicapped the Alabama-Cincinnati game right, but the M Michigan game – I, I feel bad for anybody who listened to my advice on that game because I thought they would play better. I thought they would match. But there was a gear that I think Georgia hit, you know, and I think that maybe the slap in the face by Alabama in the title game really woke them up. And they may be a very dangerous, dangerous team right now. I think it's fair to say Georgia 34-11 win over Michigan in the Orange Bowl. It's fair to say it wasn't that close, <laughs> no, <laughs> however you want to no. look at it. You know, it's one of those games where in the first quarter, you know you're wrong. You, you know you're wrong. You know, you can tell you're yep. wrong. You're, you know you're wrong. And it's just this, I, I missed this. I'm completely, I apologize to the people out there. I missed this. I did not handicap this game right. You know, I, I thought their offensive line could, but this Georgia team is just, a, just played at a different level. And I think they did a really good job of understanding how to attack the schemes of Michigan's defensively. And, the, and they did a great job with that. Well, Michael, nine days from now on that Monday, January 10th, Georgia has opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, the rematch from the SEC title game December, December 4th, where Alabama beat up on Georgia 41-24. to SEC, this is going to be the third straight guaranteed championship, yeah. 12th in 16 seasons. This is dominance from a conference. Yeah, I mean, this is what this is what we're dealing with, and you could just see the dominance. I mean, I think Cincinnati played as well as they could play. Look, let's let's just put this out there. I like Desmond Ryder, but he couldn't he couldn't play to the level of where Alabama. That game was moving way too fast for him. And anybody who thinks he's going to be a first-round pick, I think you got to really examine that game. I don't want to destroy the kid's career because I think he's going to need some time. 
But I think when you watch that tape and you understand that the game was that there was a different level of play, and the war of attrition got to Cincinnati, and they just couldn't really match them. They just couldn't match them. We talked about it all during the day. You know how you can lose Meacham, but you're going to get Brooks comes makes a touchdown catch. You know gets behind the play. I mean Alabama was good, but I didn't think. And I I'm, I'm, I want to ask you this question. I didn't think Alabama played their A game. I didn't think they looked as sharp as they did against Georgia. I didn't think so either. Robinson was the difference. Obviously, Brian Robinson Jr., the running back, the fifth-year senior, 26 rushes for 204 yards. To your point, which you noted yesterday, attrition. He was going to, this was a bigger offensive front. This is a big back. He was going to grind. Listen, Bryce Young had three touchdown passes. It feels like they left something on the field. I didn't think he played well. You know, I didn't, a little Thomas inaccurate. I, a little inaccurate. Yeah, and, and it's interesting how this line. Remember now, let's go back. I mean, Georgia opened a six-point favorite the last time they played. It may have been six and a half, and now they open at two and a half. So where did those four points go? That's a very good. From a, the, I know where they went. Forty-one twenty-four in Atlanta, yeah. December twenty-fourth. This one's going to be played in nine days. Lucas Oil, so inside, of course. Looking forward to it. You think Saban's been successful at Alabama in the college football playoff era? This is going to be six of eight, six appearances in the finals. Thirteen years at Alabama, nine in the national championship game amazing. for Saban. That is simply amazing. As we continue here. <laughs> Open in the new year on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're listening to the lombardi line on vsin featuring former nfl executive michael lombardi once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's first bet, express bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and sign up. And you can get up to $1,000 in bonuses. Just go check it out. The promo code is Vegas1000. Again, visit vcin.com slash horses for all the pony details here at vcin. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Happy New Year from all of us here at vcin. And, of course, the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi hanging out at the Borgata. So we'll get to including, you've got Arkansas, Penn State kicking off noon your time, nine our time. We'll yeah. get to those games in just a little bit, five on New Year's Day. But circling to the NFL quickly and just kind of the overview of COVID, we're seeing it directly impact, obviously, with the quarterbacks. I mean, the number, t- take a look at what happened with the number in Minnesota Green Bay, Michael. It was seven. Yeah. 
your boy MD Cousins goes on the COVID list. He's unvaccinated, <laughs> and that yeah. jumps up to 13. And that's where it sits. And this is a team that's 7-8 and eight in Minnesota, still has a shot at the postseason, miraculously. And the Packers have something to play for. They want that home field throughout. But let's start with Cousins here in the miss. Mannion in for the Vikings. Uh, I mean, you know, look, and, and this is a must win for, for, for Mike Zimmer. I mean, I don't think I'm talking out of school here by saying that, you know, this, this team expected to go to the playoffs. This organization yes. expected to go to the playoffs. And, you know, obviously a lot of close games, a lot of losses that they probably uh, could have avoided at one point. And, you know, we all knew this was going to happen. You know, we all knew this was going to happen with Cousins. Now, you know, it's going to cost him a game here. Going into Green Bay going to be a tough challenge. The other game that I think that, that, that is, is being affected a little bit by COVID, speaking of COVID, let's just take a second. Did you notice that Kelsey – and, and Mahomes were in the box watching the, the game in Dallas. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yes. Did you? I would say this to our betting public. Bet Kansas City at your own risk on this weekend. Like, that bothered me a little bit. I was a little, you know, they got a bunch of light beers there. No problem. Drink light beers. Have a good time. But nobody's wearing a mask. Now, I know Kelsey's just come off the COVID list. But, like, like really? Are you really going to do that? That just didn't seem – that didn't look right to me. Did it look right to are you, we sure, Are we sure they were light beers? I, saw, I thought I saw a couple IPAs in there, which means those are Oh, heavy. okay. <laughs> but, no, I – because, you know, you and I ended the show yesterday. I asked you protocol for New Year's Eve, and you were like, there's no chance. These players are all going to get tested in the morning. I was surprised to see them out and about. Yes, very much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was too. I mean, like, I, I could see if, I mean, Cincinnati, uh, Kelsey probably rented the jet, you know, and said, come on, Patrick, let's go down to Dallas. It's an easy flight from Kansas City, you know, although, you know, and so, you know, this is what wealth does for you. Everything, you know, you can reach anywhere, you know, you can get those private planes and next thing you know, you're in Dallas in two seconds. You know, it's like succession. I mean, next thing you know, you're spanning the globe. But the reality of it is, is I just, I, I mean, that kind of took me by surprise. I know we were talking. That, oh. that that bothered me a little bit. You know, it bothered me a little bit. I, and it concerns me in Cincinnati because I, I – not that I think that that line now in Cincinnati is down to four. Yeah, it is down to four. So I'll set that number up for you right now. Obviously, they're still playing for the one seed. They wrapped up the division, Kansas City, but they want that one seed. And there you see it. They're going to be in Cincinnati, as Michael mentioned. Cincinnati looking to win the North. Opened four, up to four and a half. The totals jumped all the way up from 47 up to 51 at a few shops. And it's five in the contest. I mean, this is a week here where uh, and we're using the contest kind of as a as a launch point to really determine where the numbers are moving to. And as Jimmy Vaccaro says, don't pay attention to the where the numbers moved. I mean, let's face it. We saw Cincinnati that went down it opened that that closed at 12. That had nothing to do with the game. Right. The numbers moving. We know this. Right. We've learned this on this show, particularly that it has no real relevance. But it just it's just interesting to see how this is moving around. It was five, it's five in the contest and now it's four. There's some four and a halfs out there you know so that that to me was one the other game that I think is fascinating is the Eagle game Eagle Washington Washington still is you know hugely involved in COVID I mean Gibson's out with COVID yep Eric Flowers is out yep. Saucy the offensive rookie tackle who you know is not a great player right now but they need offensive line he's out you know and they've given up over a thousand yards the last two weeks on defense that defense is missing players you know whether Eddie Jackson comes back and plays when William Jackson comes back and plays or not so you know I just think to me, and this line, it opened to three, went to four and a half, and 
Still it, sitting there. there. Yep, still and now sitting it's four and sitting a half. There. And it's three and a half in the contest. That is, yeah, you just nailed it. Philadelphia, by the way, Michael, they're up right now in the seventh seed. So they've got the last wild card, as you know, right down the road from you. They're planning the parade, but they jumped into playoff position thanks to well, the losing Titans. So if you live here in the Philadelphia area, the Mummers is a, a Philadelphia tradition. It's I don't really know how to explain it because I'm not a Mummer. What, wait, what's a, what is a Mummer? Do you? I best. don't know what a Mummer. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like they get dressed up in costumes and they have this parade down Broad Street. So for New Year's. The parade, yeah, for New Year's. Okay. It celebrates in the New Year's. And it's all sorts of kind of jazzy music, I guess. I don't know. I never paid attention to it. I was waiting for the kickoff of the games. I was listening to the mummers. But but the parade, it's just the, I want you to feel comfortable that the parade route is already set oh, nice. here in Philadelphia. So the mummers are just going to borrow the Eagle parade route. In Washington, you mentioned Gibson and others banged up COVID. Don't really have a ton to play for. Dispirited in the loss at Dallas. The Eagles have everything to play for here. Their remaining schedule, Washington and then Dallas. It'll be fascinating in week, what, 18 now, what yeah. Dallas has left to play for. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's another game that, to me, is interesting how it's moved around. The other COVID game that's really bouncing around is Denver-Los Angeles and, and the Chargers. The Chargers are opened up at 6. It's now 8 at some places, 7.5. You can still get it there. But this this is, this is should not be an 8-point game. This is telling you that, A, Drew Locke's playing. Bet at your own yes. risk if you're betting Drew Locke. And, B, Denver has a bunch of COVID. Plus, Williams, the running back, who you're counting on to be a dominant player against a bad Charger defense, isn't is beat up, and yep. he may not play. So there's a, all sorts. We have it at seven. Now, I'm looking at it on my board today, and it's really – It's Patrick, seven and it's, a half, eight. It's seven and a half, eight everywhere, everywhere. So be careful on that game. And the Chargers, everything to play for, they're still in the mix. They can still get there, Michael, at eight and seven. But that loss to the Texans, they fell, obviously, out of playoff, out of, out of the seating. And you take a look, as you just mentioned, well put, Drew Locke going to be under center for Denver. Open six, you're right. Many eights posted, seven and a halfs mostly, though. Yeah, and then another game, too, Baltimore Rams. Open to two and a half. A lot, stayed at two and a half most of the week. Now it's up to five and a half. I think it's three and a half in the contest. So we're seeing a lot of movement on Saturday before these games. A ton of number movement. And, again, it's, it's get the, what number do you really want? If you like the Rams, you miss the best of the number. Absolutely. If you like Baltimore, jump all over this five and a half. And, because it, yeah. it's, it's really – and we know Lamar's not going to play. I mean, they put that video out there. They watched him limp around. I mean, we've said it on the Lombardi line two weeks ago that he was going to miss at least two games, and he's got three games. It was a high ankle. So we've seen this too, too long. Rams plenty to play for. We start with motivation at the end of this at this time of the year. You start with motivation. The Rams obviously plenty to play for in division. Two and a half up to five and a half, as Michael just mentioned. You, with, what, why did it behoove them? How did it behoove them to release that video of Lamar Jackson? I have no gingerly idea. trying to get around the practice field. I, I mean, literally, I mean, if he, you know, there's no way he should have been on the practice field. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the constant debate that you always have with trainers when you're in the Here league. Here it is. is. Michael, check yeah. it out. Does that look like, well, yeah. watch after this throw. Does this look like a healthy player to you as he tries to get going here right about now? Nope. It's, it's getting out of bed when you get a little older right there. Yeah, I mean, that looks like me, you know, trying to chase <laughs> Bella out of the backyard. I mean, get over here, Bella. Let's go, you know. <laughs> so and, Bella looks at, and Bella looks at me like, oh, man, you can't catch me, you know. like <laughs> That is hilarious. Huntley off the COVID list, so he should be good to go. They feel comfortable with him, but that is an alarming video as Jackson continues to struggle. 
No, I mean, and that line there is just, to me, these lines have just, I've never, it, it's Saturday, and I know we have a lot of college games to talk about today, but this pro, and the one line that I'm interested that isn't moving is Pittsburgh-Cleveland. And I think, you know, this is going to be, I, I know we couch it. It's, that it, it's, it's it. Yeah, no, that's we it. We know it's Ben's last game. I mean, this is going to be an emotional game for everybody in, in, in Heinz Field. And, and it couldn't come at a better time for the Steelers. They need to, to win this to kind of get their season, at least to get a better taste in their mouth after getting whooped the last two weeks. I think this is one of those. This opened up, you know, I, I think this op this. It, I, I see Bet Online had it as zero, open up at, it's a pick as, as a yeah, pick'em. Call it a pick'em. Yep. And now it's up to three and a half. Yeah, Cleveland all the way up to three and a half. As you mentioned, there's going to be some juice. You've been talking about this being his last season, but he essentially during a presser midweek said this will be his last game at Heinz Field. There's going to be some juice there to say goodbye. No, there is. You know the crowd's going to be into it. All you know, and you got to. Th I mean, the guy has been an unbelievable player, and we talk badly about him as he's playing this year. But you can't not dismiss what he's done for this franchise and how great of a player he is. And he's the last of that draft class to to remain. You know, River Eli went first, then Rivers, and now him. Well, actually, Frank Reich tried to get Rivers to come back to play a little Everybody bit. Everybody <laughs> was trying to get Rivers to come back. It was 100%. But as you mentioned, it feels a little heavy. Cleveland lane three and a half. Also want to get into Arizona and Dallas, where Kyler, he's never lost there in Dallas, but they're catching six and need a win at Dallas. So open three all the way up to six. You see the board there. Good job downstairs. Okay, there it is. Carl Johnson will get back to college. Carl Johnson joins us next from the Beau Rivage here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy New Year. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you missed the Lombardi Line, wherever you find your podcasts, you can download it, whether it be Apple or anywhere. But VSIN.com slash podcast for all of the shows. That's the number one question I get asked all the time. Do you guys have podcasts? Yes, every show is archived in podcasts. So if you missed uh, Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, We've got hardwood handicappers for those in the association with JVT, Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and more. Check it out, vcin.com slash podcast. It's vcin.com slash podcast. 2022 is here. We say Happy New Year's. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the vcin studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. Old boy Carl Johnson runs the race and sports book down at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi. And we start by saying Happy New Year, Carl. How are you? There's my man. Hey, happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. Look, I'm I'm glad to see you guys. Glad to see you guys survived last night. You know, I I had heard a little scuttlebutt that uh, Bill Berman was trying to get, get Mikey to to do the stanky leg on the dance floor. <laughs> no, we were just trying to get service on food last night, Carl. It, we we got we got robbed. We got robbed last night. But you know, we'll come back at them. We'll get back at them. We were just trying to get a meal. It was it, it's one of those open bars that they forget to feed you. You know, I mean, it's like what happened? You know, Mo, Larry, and Curly were working in the kitchen because there was no food coming out of that kitchen. It was bad. <laughs> how how did your New Year's Eve end up? Carl Johnson? Uh, you know, uh, typical. You know, I had me a couple of beers, a couple of Budweiser's, a couple of mixed drinks, and I went to sleep. Never seen midnight uh, and woke up this morning ready to come to work. <laughs> How did it go in the book? You had the two favorites covering. I think you needed Georgia big time. How did those semis turn out for you at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, so we got we got killed on the Alabama game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we actually we needed Georgia. 
so Georgia came through for us, and uh, uh, so we we made it out. We got out okay. Uh, yeah, so that that was a big game for us because if if we would have lost both of them, we would have been in some trouble. We uh, you know, we we had some parlays hooked up with Utah later on uh, today. That uh, that's going to be a big decision for us. Hey, Carl, what was your reaction? I mean, I did not think Alabama played their A game. Maybe it was Cincinnati was better than I thought, but I didn't think the quarterback was sharp. I didn't think they were as good as they were the week when they when they beat Georgia. What were your thoughts? You, you know, I, uh, it's a question that I wanted to ask earlier in the week. You know, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, after a 27-day layoff, are these team, is it a better product coming onto the field after 27 days? Or is it a worse product? And I think what we've seen last night, you know, you know, Alabama, I mean, you can't get coached any better than that. And I thought they were a little rusty. And I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's that 27-day that period from the last time they played till they tee it up again. And I think it's, I think it's tough to do. Yeah, I, I think I, I think so. I, I think it hurt Michigan too. Their execution was really off, and, and I don't want to make an excuse for being a bad handicap that game. But to me, that was that was one of the things I noticed. I think you're right. I think sometimes when you're in a groove and your execution's going really well and you miss it, you can't really get it simulated in practice because you're concerned. You know, you're concerned about getting guys hurt. You don't want to be as physical. So I agree with you on that. To so the opposite, Stetson Bennett in, in Georgia. I mean, that's about as sharp as we've. Seen seen him in a little bit obviously coming off the December 4th beatdown by Alabama but that was what we saw from Georgia earlier in the year there Carl yeah you're right Patrick I mean he really looked good yesterday um, you know and the you know uh, I, like their coach was saying last night you know they they just happen to have two good quarterbacks and uh, you know that that kid uh, uh, he's he's done what it's what it's taken to win to get them where they're at had a bad game last outing uh, you know, against Alabama, but uh, he really played well last night. Yep, he absolutely did. All right, let's get to the board. The early one, noon Michael's time, nine our time here in Vegas. Arkansas, Penn State, this split big time, open three, three and a half, some books four with Penn State. Right now, Arkansas and Sam Pittman. I got him laying three and a half. Where are you there at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, so we opened it at Penn State minus four and 45 and a half. And right now we're at uh, Arkansas three and forty nine. Wow, you know, is that just because you think is that opt out, or is that yeah. is was is that all d driven by money, Carl? Yeah, well, so right now Arkansas's got uh, fifty about fifty five percent of the bets and about sixty percent of the money, uh, but we actually took this game off the board a few days ago. Uh, something we, we, we uh, our traders thought something was up with this game. Uh, I don't know if it's COVID related. I don't know if it's opt outs, uh, but we, we it, it, it definitely threw a red flag up earlier in the week. Michael, three. The, I'm sorry, Michael. The, three, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, oh. the the uh, the total went wake sky high, sky out of you know it's open 45 and a half. It's up to 51, 51 and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say the, the three key starters on the defensive side for Penn State are out. Remember, they lost their defensive coordinator. Right. He's not going to be coaching. And then their do everything guy on offense, Jahan Dotson, won't be playing. So I think those are the three. Those are the four or five big misses, Michael, for Penn State here. Yeah, no doubt. And look, Arkansas. You know, I think Arkansas's done a good job. They're in the middle of the pack when you look at them statistically they are in the middle of the of the country in terms of their ratings and they they seem to play 
they they play when they get in these kind of games. They play well, and I, and I think that they will play well today. I mean, this is I mean Pittman's done a really good job with all his gray shirts and the players that he has on their team. I think they are very athletic offensively too, Patrick. Yeah, I think you nailed it. it, it and they're a fun team. And he is since he got there, he's been a covering machine, Sam Pittman. The next game on the board, Oklahoma State, new coach for Notre Dame. Where'd you open? Where are you sitting, Carl? Yeah, so we opened Notre Dame two and forty five and. Uh, as of just a few minutes ago, we were at Pickett in 45 and a half. So we're getting a little bit of Oklahoma State money. It's going to be interesting. I think this Oklahoma State defense is pretty good. And, you yeah. know, it's going to be – this is a different Oklahoma State team. And, you know, they're one inch away from, you know, winning the Big 12 championship game when they couldn't score and they, 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 they couldn't make a play at the end against Baylor. I, I, I like Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State's – I think this is going to be a hard game for Freeman. He gets his offense, new head coach, all those things. You know, Oklahoma State I think is really good. That, that quarterback, my understanding too, is the quarterback from Texas. I think it's Johnson, Pat. Patrick is transferring to Oklahoma State. He's in the portal right now. Yeah, and Spencer Sanders, we're going to need him to be mistake-free, but I'm right there with you, Michael, on Oak State today. Kyle Hamilton, the best player defensively, is going to be a top-three pick, the safety for Notre Dame. He's sitting. Williams, the running back, is out as well. Uh, new coach, we know they're excited about Freeman, but there is a little bit of an adjustment, and Gundy's been good ATS in these bowl games, Michael and Carl. Next one up, let's go Rose Bowl here. Utah, Ohio State. Where'd you open, Carl? Where are you sitting? Yeah, we opened uh, Ohio State 7.5-67, and we're down to 4-64. and 64. Now, this is a huge game for our book. Uh, we've, got a, uh, uh, we've got a parlay tied in with Utah that's uh, going to be an upper six-digit uh, uh, decision. Uh, so this is a key game for us today. Uh, we're going to be watching it pretty close. But, uh, yeah, so that line's fell quite a bit. You know, it's interesting. I mean, we saw Michigan run the football really well on Ohio State, and they're about to play the second-best team in the country in yards per carry in Utah. And Utah, I mean, they may not be the best defense in the country. You know, they're 22nd overall in scoring defense. But Utah was tough. They're physical. I don't know if they're athletic enough in terms of what they do uh, in the secondary, but they're 14th in the country in yards per play allowed per pass. This is going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch because Utah's tough. They're physical. I think Whittingham gets his team ready to play. It'll be interesting to see if they control the pace of the game to really make it so that Ohio State has to play from behind if they run the football like Michigan did on them. Yeah, 45 and a half. That's the most explosive offense in the country. However, Garrett Wilson's out. Olave's out. They still have the quarterback in Stroud, but defensively, Ohio State's going to be without a bunch of pieces as well. And Carl and Michael, you both know this. I, BetMGM reporting numbers. All the money, the handle, everything on Ohio State. Yep, we've seen that number come down, Carl. That's fishy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and look, uh, so, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when they played uh, Oregon, you know, when I, you know, I, that's the only time I got a chance to watch Utah all year. I was impressed with that team. I yep. couldn't believe they had lost like three games. Yep. I mean, yep. they were no. really impressive. Yeah, they were physical, too, like Michael said. Now, that punch you right in the mouth. You, you know, it's funny. They kind of get into some of these weird games. I don't know why they just can't do it consistently. But when they have to play in the big game, you know, we're going to tell in the first quarter. I think this is a really good in-game betting for you if you're, if you're watching this game because you're going to tell if, if the athletically – 
because Ohio State has, even though some are not playing, they have really talented players like we saw with Alabama and, and Georgia. If they if they look like their foot speed can't match Ohio State, then I would say do some in-game betting there. Yeah, and those losses for Utah came early. Remember, they blew out Oregon Pac-12, six-game win streak, four and two ATS over the last six. So Utah playing great. I think you're both leaning that way. Okay, Carl, just have a minute, so we want to give you a little time here. Any New Year's resolutions for old boy Carl Johnson going into 2022? Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to cut back on drinking soft drinks. You know, I don't drink a whole lot, uh, but, uh, yeah, I need to – I want to take about 10 pounds off and get sexier. Uh, so, <laughs> that, that's, I, I'm going to I'm gonna cut down a little bit on that and, uh, you know, just try to be better every day. That's what I'm That's what I'm aiming for. 1%, Carl, just 1% every day. That's the best. You, you can do it. I got you, Carl. I, can you – Hey, save, right. save some sexy for us, man. You got plenty of it in the middle <laughs> screen right there. Carl Johnson, great guy. Beau Rivage, Biloxi, Mississippi. Stop by and say hi. The crew there is great. Thank you, Carl. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Y'all have a good one. Okay, that's Carl Johnson. Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter, a must follow. We'll get back into those bowl games next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM always has you covered, got you covered with a special offer on New Year's Day. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any sport to win 200 bucks in free bets. That's awesome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the holiday like never before and score big with the king of sports books. Download the app betmgm.com. And use that promo code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. Any sport, just place a $10 money line wager. You're going to be good to go. 21 years or older, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1 800 Gambler. Got you back here, Lombardi Line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hopefully, you had a nice and safe New Year's Eve. A little day. Sometimes when you get that New Year's Eve on that Friday night, it can be dicey, Michael Lombardi, but it feels like everybody made it through okay, no? Yeah, moving slow here at the Borgata. I can tell you that a lot of people sleeping in. It's a good way to start the year, sleeping in. Uh, you know, the game we didn't get with Carl was Baylor, Mississippi. And, and 
Jerry Bohannon will start at quarterback for Baylor today. This is going to be a really interesting game. Miranda does a great job with that Baylor defense, and Baylor can rush the passer. You know, they've done a really good job of how they attack people, especially in, in the Big Big 12 where they, you know, it's more of a passing conference. And it'll be interesting to see Corral, how he plays in this game against a defense that can rush, and it's going to be I, – I, and this line's been moving back and forth. I don't know. It's going, you know, there's a ton of money on, on Baylor, less tickets, ton of tickets on Mississippi, less money. So it's going back and forth here. Yeah, you nailed it. Corral it, it has stated his intentions are to play, which kind of signifies his team's mentality, Michael. I guess it's yeah. the best way. And you mentioned Bohannon. He was questionable, but it looks like he's going to play. You know, Shapin performed pretty well in that Big 12 championship but, game. But it looks like yeah, Bohannon's going to be good to go. Yeah, but I think Shapin's hurt. Shapin's arm was in a sling when they got off the plane the other day. I saw that on Twitter, and, and I think he's hurt. So that's going to be a real issue. You know, and, and Bohannon, who's really more of the runner. Look, this Mississippi defense did improve during the course of the season. It's not great by no means. But when last time, you know, when you watched them against Arkansas and that overtime win when Arkansas went for two and didn't get it, uh, you know, they were not – they couldn't slow anybody down. And now they're playing a little bit better defensively. But, look, they're 101st in, the, in, in college football in stopping the run. And Baylor can run the football effectively. You know, Aranda's done a hell of a job. Overhauled that staff after the 2-7 and seven finish last year, Michael. I mean, what a rebound this year. It really was. And, and a lot of, the, you know, a lot of the players, it's kind of funny because I was so embedded into this program when my son Matthew was there with Matt Rule. And, and a lot of these kids that are playing Thompson and the running back and all these guys, they, they were there with Rule. Rule recruited a lot of them. Look, Baylor is a a fabulous school, private institution. You know, it's it's a religious school. It's Baptist. And for a lot of the kids that grow up in Texas, it's their Notre Dame. And, and they've got a lot of talent on that team. And you can win a lot of games at Baylor, and Aranda's done a really good job. And I think he's done it with defense first in terms yep. of how he set up this program. And that's the late game, the Sugar Bowl. Right now, BetMGM reporting 62% of the handle, 73% of the money on Ole Miss. No surprise there. Betters like to bet Kiffin, like to bet that offense. Let's circle yeah. back to Raymond James and the Outback Bowl, which is going to start a little under two hours here, 9 west, 12 east, noontime, Michael. This is crazy. The betters are loading up on Arkansas right now. Bet MGM's reporting 70% of the bets on Arkansas, 83% of the handle. And I'm just going to get a little more in-depth as to why. I mentioned the three players that are sitting out defensively for Penn State. Remember, they lost their defensive coordinator. He's now the head coach at Virginia Tech. But those three players accounted for 31% of the tackles made this year by that defense. And then you take a look at Johan Dotson, who had 138 targets, 91 receptions, and 12 touchdowns. Those are the reasons, or those are three of the four of the reasons that Penn State's getting faded right now. No doubt. And, and, you know, K.J. Jefferson, you know, he's done a really good job of running the football, and they've got enough skill, you know, the Thompson kid, Warren on the outside, that they make plays and when they have to throw the football. And, look, I think, you know, I think they do a good job defensively. They've had periods where they had a hard time against Mississippi. They couldn't really get off the field against Mississippi. But I think Barry Odom's defense at Arkansas has done a really good job. And can Sean Clifford make plays without his number one receiver in Dotson? I mean, this Penn State offense wasn't explosive when Dotson was there. And Dotson's a really good player. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be a pro. That's why he's sitting. And again, these are two teams going in opposite directions. Pittman's done a hell of a job. Yeah. They were 4-1 and one down the stretch. And then conversely, Penn State two and five over their last seven 
it, you know, it, it's, it's just too. And he, Pittman, it's a program that needed something after the Chad, Moore, uh, Chad Morris tenure. And he's 14-7-1 overall in his two seasons at Arkansas. He's done a hell of a job ATS as well. Really has. This Jefferson kid's really been good. Get him out of Mississippi. I, and I think the key to this game is, look, Penn State losing those three players. You know, it, as good as they were, they were the fifth best team in the country defensively. And they were good. I mean, you, we there. saw them early in the season against Wisconsin. You know, they, they battled Ohio State. They only gave up 33 to Ohio State. That was a close game. But I think the one liability that they do have is their inability to really get control of the run game. I mean, they are they are 40th in the in the country in terms of run defense, and this is where Arkansas gains an advantage because of Jefferson's ability and their RPO game. Yeah, Smith and Brooks, the two linebackers, the two top tacklers on defense, and then one of the best safeties, Brisker, in the nation also announced he will opt out. So again, and really the big miss for Clifford and that offense is. Uh, Dotson, who is just uh, and again Clifford, that was a security blanket as well. So we shall see. You see the, I mean that's a huge flip. We've seen these numbers go through zero plenty. Penn State opened four. They've jumped all the way the other way to three and a half. Arkansas. Yeah, you know, and, and Jimmy Vaccaro kept saying yesterday, I thought it was such a good segment with him. He talked about, don't pay attention to these ops out. These They have good players everywhere. And I think he's right. But I do think the coaching change, you know, when you lose your defense coordinator, now Manny Diaz comes in, is he going to coach the defense? Because he doesn't know the calls. You know, it's it's not his I'm guessing he'll be observing, yet. right? Exactly. So I, I think that's the the. the the, the kind of the lack of continuity with the coaching staff becomes problematic, too. Yep, I think you're right. The next one up, and I'm going to give you the percentages. John Ewing over at BetMGM does a great job. So Oklahoma State and Notre Dame in the Fiesta. Right now, it's 61%. The percentage and then the handle 64% on Notre Dame. This is fascinating because you do have Gundy, who has the experience since 05. He's 10 and 5 ATS at Oak State in the bowl games. And Marcus Freeman, and you know he's got an uphill battle, the new coach at Notre Dame. This is a tough spot to put him in. No doubt. And, you know, uh, what we didn't mention when we talked about Oklahoma State, their really outstanding defensive coordinator, who Gundy wanted to keep. He's going to stay. And he was is, – is, is he staying? He's going to coach. I thought he went to – No, oh, um, okay. a part of me. He's, I thought he's, he went to – He is going to Ohio State, Michael, but you mentioned it. He's going to coach in this game, which is huge for them, Jim Knowles, because that's Jim a top Knowles, three yeah. defense in the nation. No doubt, and no doubt, and I think that's critical. That's really going to be critical because I think that, you know, they do a great job in their pass defense. Their relative scoring defense is seventh in the country. Their pass defense is third. They're really good. They're re He's done a great job. It's, I'm sure Gundy wanted to keep him, and I'm surprised he didn't, wasn't able to. Ohio State swooped in and got him, you know, obviously played him, but paid him a, a lot of money. But to me, they're the number one sack team in the nation, this Oklahoma yep. State team. And they create negative plays, and they do a great job. And they're also – they can create turnovers. They're 51st in the country in terms of creating turnovers, which isn't great for as many sacks as they get. But – but – the number one in tackles for loss. So they're always putting you behind the eight. And Ohio's and Notre Dame's offense needs to have positivity. I think this is going to be a hard game for Notre Dame. I, I really totally do. agree, especially up front. Oak State is their beast up front. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to run the football, specifically Williams out, who really played well in the second half of the season. It's not the offensive line you're used to at Ohio State. And again, Oak State allowed 23 points over their final four games collectively. So this is a defense. This is top three defense.
no doubt, no doubt. And look, we know how we know Notre Dame isn't exactly an explosive offense. You know, the Mayor kid, I think, is fun to watch. I think he's going to be really yep. interesting to see. You know, but when we look at him, I mean, their their run offense isn't great either. I mean, they're seventy fourth in rushing offense. You know, so a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Now, defensively, they've improved, but really, when you go through the schedule of Notre Dame, who have they beaten? that you say, wow, that was a signature win. I'm, Tell me so, who, who... I'm so glad you brought that up because I was looking at that this morning. I'll give it to you right now. So after they lost at home to Cincinnati, I don't think they beat a team that finished above 507 straight. So let's take a no. look. I mean, they lost to Cincinnati. They beat Virginia Tech. They beat USC. They beat North Carolina. They beat Navy. They beat Virginia. These are all teams that didn't have a good year. So this seven-game yeah. streak is not overly yeah, impressive no, if I you mean, dig into it. You could say, look, they beat Purdue and they beat Wisconsin, okay, yeah, that you know, Wisconsin, when they beat Wisconsin back in September 25th, that Wisconsin wasn't playing very good, especially offensively, you know, and they racked it up on Wisconsin. I'm not dismissing Notre Dame's qualifications for being in the game. I'm just wondering when they play against a defense like Oklahoma State, can they match it? You give Gundy the edge, I mean, specific inherently in there, the fact that he's prepared kids for Bulls, and then Marcus Freeman, who 10 minutes ago just got the job. This is a huge spot. It's really a huge spot for Marcus Freeman. I mean, good luck to him. I wish him the best, but it's a hard job. It's a very hard job. So there you see it. Notre Dame. That's a good matchup, actually. Looking forward yeah, to that. It's going to be fun. going to be a great day, Patrick. I mean, why not? You know, if not now, when? <laughs> if not right? now, when the hell are we going to do it? It's 2022. Yeah. That makes sense. That doesn't make sense at all if you think about just the idea that we're already here in 2022. If not now, when? We may as well embrace it. Now, we started off with Dan Reeves and Betty White. When we come back, a weekend audience to hear Michael's reflections on John Madden next here at Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 